Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, here for Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. Today, we're going to have an amazing show because we have an amazing guest. She is a music and entertainment journalist for Vibe.com. You already know that's the home team. Say hello to a fellow hip hop lover like myself, Tatiana Janine. What's up, Tatiana? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Jazzy. I've been a longtime follower and fan of yours, so to be here is like a full circle moment for me. Thank you for having me. So much for saying that. I love that. Oh my God. And just so y'all know, that was not a paid compliment. <laughs> it's not a paid advertisement. It was not hashtag ad, hashtag sponsor. That came from my heart. I love that. Oh my God. That gave me chills. That is so, 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 so cool because I've been working hard at this thing for a minute. <laughs> so to be recognized is amazing. And I love your work as well. I know we just recently met via social media like most people do in the world nowadays and i see you from a distance doing your thing so sister i am proud of you so congrats thank on you thank you so much yes you're so welcome so like i said you already know women in hip-hop we focus on the female presence within the culture so this episode we're going to unwrap all of that we're going to just talk about like i said the female presence in hip-hop and the latest and greatest in news when it comes to them so no further ado. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Let's talk Nicki Minaj. Now, Nicki Minaj is in London, just like the rest of the girls that we're going to get into as well. Um, they were in town for a wireless fest. And uh, she did also do the Essence Fest in New Orleans. But we had to talk about the controversy that kind of surrounded her last two performances. I don't know, should we go to Essence Fest first or should we talk about the Wireless Fest? Because with the Essence Fest, there was a bit of a chitter chatter when it came to her saying something like her being monstered out. And a lot of people thought that was a dig towards Kanye. I personally didn't feel that way, but the barbs went crazy. And of course the blogs went crazy, trying to rip every little thing she says apart and people are saying the reason why is because cardi b recently did a song hot shit with Lil dirt and kanye west how did you feel about her comment when she said i'm monstered out we don't fuck with clowns um so i feel like it could have been about kanye but i don't think it was about the obvious mm-hmm. um there uh, the relationship between Nikki and Kanye has always been a little challenging. Kanye has admitted there's been times where he wanted to take Nikki off the song, specifically Monster, because her verse was just so good. He didn't want her to outshine everyone. So um, I remember maybe three years ago, there was a snippet of a song floating around for a song called New Body. Um, it was supposed to feature Nikki and Ty Dolla Sign. And we've never received this song. Kanye took a totally different direction in his career, which is now like focusing on God and Jesus and the Sunday choir thing, which is amazing. But we never got new body. And I know I was one who really wanted that verse because that snippet of Nikki's verse was just amazing. And I remember tweeting like, Kanye should just give her that song and let her have it. Mm-hmm. And... I found the timing of that very interesting, not because of hot shit, because I feel like at this point, anything that is two degrees separated from Cardi is automatically going to get picked apart because that's just how, and as a member of the media, I have to call it what it is, but that's just how the media fuse it. Um, It's the same thing 
with Kim and Foxy. We've watched this happen time and time again. Neither one of them have to say anything about each other for the rest of their lives, but there's always going to be that tension and every little thing being pulled apart, whether it's rap bars and songs, whether it's comments during festivals or anything like that, which led up to what happened. Was that last night? Yeah, last night on Twitter, which I know we're going to talk about later on, but everything gets picked apart. And I don't think that specifically had anything to do with hot shit coming out, but it has something more specific to do with something that happened between Nikki and Ye. Yes, I think you made some great points. Like I said earlier, I particularly didn't feel that it had anything to do with Cardi B. Like you said, two degrees of separation. They automatically will be like, yep, she's talking about Cardi B. I knew it. She's a hater. We can't let what happened in 2000 and whatever year that was. <laughs> with, with so the, long. Yeah, when the fight and everything broke out, like, it's like we can't let that go. However, um, when it comes to Kanye, he does have a history of taking people off the record unbeknownst to them and it becoming this big deal like he did with uh, Soldier Boy recently. Uh-huh. That was a big deal. Um, and it, the news goes on and on. So the fact that you're mentioning that I think it could be a situation where Nikki is just fed up with his antics because a lot of people have been feeling that way when it comes to him taking people off the record. You never know. If it could have been that, if it was in relation to, on top of that, doing a song with Cardi, the beat originally, whatever, it could have been something that he originally did with her. You know, you never know. But again, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think it had anything to do with Cardi. Right. Yes. Also, um, during her performance with um, SS and with Wireless Fans, a lot of people was talking about, now I feel very it's a touchy subject because I'm a woman and my weight fluctuates a lot and I just don't feel like being you know dissected when it comes to like my look and and my my, especially my weight so when she came out and she's like guys I'm not fat I'm pregnant do you believe she's pregnant or do you think she's trolling at this point so I'm one of those people, like, I'm very sensitive about my body, especially, like, because, like, I have an autoimmune disease. I have lupus. So I'm always, like, my weight over the last decade has been up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I've lost 100 pounds, but I still have, like, this little belly, right? Mm-hmm. So I know when I'm bloated, I look four months pregnant. <laughs> it's no escaping it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a little self-conscious about that. Whether I believe that Nikki is pregnant or not, I don't think that's really, like, the issue. I just feel like, specifically celebrities, they should be allowed to announce their pregnancy on their own time. Because pregnancy is such a sensitive thing, right? Um, We've listened to endless celebrities, and even within our circle of our friends and family, talk about miscarriages and they'll mm-hmm. conceptions and things like that. So if she is pregnant, I feel like she should be the one who announces that on her own time. Mm-hmm. If, if she is Mazo, if she isn't girl, let's eat a pizza together. Like let's <laughs> a pizza. it's fine. Like the pandemic all did a number on us. We all gained some weight or whatever in places yeah. we didn't think we could gain weight at. So it's yeah. either way, it's fine. I don't think it should be as big of an issue as it is. But mm-hmm. again, when you're a woman in entertainment, especially in the music industry, your body is going to constantly be um, at the forefront. Your body is going to always be dissected by the public. You're never allowed any grace. No one is going to say, oh, Nikki might have gained a little weight because of the pandemic. And, you know, Papa Papa Bear isn't even like three yet. So (laughs) no one is like giving her like the grace or space to actually like be a mom. Mm -hmm. And as like thinking about her as a human, I don't think that's fair towards her. But on the other side, people say this is what you sign up when you're when you become a public figure, which I feel like is also not a fair statement. Because there's Nicki Minaj, this this rapper, the deal is she gives you this music in exchange for your fandom, but she doesn't owe you every aspect of her personal life. 
So she is pregnant whenever she feels comfortable enough to announce it. Great, let's celebrate. Send me a baby shower invite. <laughs> that part. Give <laughs> you a plus one when you get it. Tatiana. Okay, like let we listen. We gonna bring a bomb gift. Okay, we not we not gonna. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba 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 pick it up on the way we're gonna bring a bomb gift and get the card in advance but if she's not pregnant that's okay too and i feel like everyone especially um i forgot who it was we've constantly oh beyonce has constantly been accused of being pregnant over and over again at times when she wasn't and then we see the documentaries where she's talking about miscarriages and things like that and i feel like the way that celebrities We've watched celebrities um, talk openly about illnesses over the years and what happened with Chadwick Boseman and everything. We should have a little bit more grace um, towards our public figures and let them explain or not explain what they want to on their time. Yes, well said, girl. Listen, like I said, the bigger conversation here is the fact that we have to even be talking about this being a true announcement of her pregnancy or not. The reason why she even said it, whether it's real or in a joking, jokingly way, which everybody's like, is she serious? Is she joking? The fact that she even had to talk about it or give an explanation is the sad part. And that's exactly what I feel like what you're talking about. It's like women in entertainment is constantly scrutinized. We're constantly picked apart. We're constantly under this magnifying glass. And yes, I feel like the men deal with this too, but not so much as the women. They hold us to a higher regard to be perfect all the time. Nikki has been in the game for over 10 plus years, you know, and it's like y'all expect her to look the same way from 2010 to now after having a child. Like you said, our bodies go through so much and it's a lot that we don't know internally. And thanks for sharing your your situation about lupus. Even with me, I recently just got diagnosed with PCOS and I didn't even know how that explains a lot about me, period, you know? And it's it, and now I'm like, just I understand why it's hard for me to lose weight. I understand why I could be working out, busting my ass, and I, I get on that scale and not a pound of shit, mm-hmm. you know? And it's because of that, it's just much harder, um, even when it goes to like hair loss, when it comes to like acne, things that I've been struggling with my whole life, now I have an explanation as to why irregular periods, um, infertility issues, like all of that falls up under having polycystic ovarian syndrome. I think that's yep. right. <laughs> as women, we, yeah. I feel like as women, we're overcritical on ourselves already without like the societal pressure of things. Like we're constantly, I know me, I am constantly looking at my face and like, oh, this acne mark, this acne mark. I went to go meet my new dermatologist for the first time a couple weeks ago and I had on my mask and I'm explaining to her, I'm like, I have all this scarring from like all this hormonal stuff that happened last year. I'm like crying and she's like, let me see your face. I take the mask down. She sees the scar and she's like, girl, girl, girl. This, this is not going to take long at all. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not used to this. This is not how I'm used to my skin looking. So as women, we can be very critical on ourselves about every little detail. So I can't imagine being a huge public figure like Nicki Minaj, when you have like millions of people, hundreds of millions of people picking apart every piece of you from the wig that you're wearing or however you're wearing your hair down to your toenail polish. Mm. If I was her, I would troll too and be like, I'm pregnant. No, I'm fat. No, I said that wrong. I will also troll too. It is a great way to keep people on their toes without having to like really expose yourself. I love it. I, the response was perfect. I love it too. Yes. And listen, speaking of being under the public eye and being tired of it, Cardi B, let's go straight to her. She spoke out recently about how she's fed up with being a target from the blog. She feels like everything she talks about is being misconstrued, chopped and screwed and all kinds of things. And 
it takes it, what it sounds to me like it's taking a toll on her mental health um and that's very much important for us to like constantly constantly make sure that we're good with so talk let's talk mental health let's talk cardi b and, and how do you feel about what she said as far as being fed up with the blogs um because again like you said a lot of people are saying well cardi this is what you signed up for and cardi since she became famous has been very vocal about not necessarily liking the fame side of things but loving the fact that she's able to afford to feed her family and give them a better life. Fame is a very complicated thing. There's no way to ever prepare for fame. Mm -hmm. There's no class, there's no college course or anything like that to prepare you with what comes with fame. Mm -hmm. And Cardi is one of those first group of people who fame began on social media. Um, back to those early Instagram days where she's like, oh, don't get cold and everything like that. So with her, social media plays a bigger part in her day to day than most celebrities, more like older celebrities, celebrities who've been in the game longer than her. Yeah. Um, so I think that space takes a lot of toll on her, which I can totally understand working as a social media manager myself. I read through the comments and oh, hey. woo. <laughs> wow. The things that people write. <laughs> so I, I can't imagine what she's reading on her personal page. And then she has to worry about protecting her children mm -hmm. and things like that. And which that is, another layer of stress within itself, worrying about protecting your family, especially your children, because your children didn't ask for this at all. They just happen to be born into a family of two famous parents. Yeah. So I think Cardi has to think about how she approaches social media mm -hmm. and then re-strategize. It's fun to hang out and kiki with the stands on Twitter and Instagram and everything. But as she has learned, especially over the course of the last year, year and a half, you have your fans that are going to bug you about the album. Where's the album? Where's the album? Where's the music? Then you have the trolls that are going to be in your mention saying, make better music, make better music. Then you have the stands of the people who you don't get along with in your mentions mm -hmm. acting a fool. It's a lot. So what she has to do is get with whoever is helping her on the digital as far as like music and stuff is concerned and whoever is helping her personally on social and come up with a strategy that will get her less screen time because that's the only way to really fix it. There's therapy, of course, which I encourage any and everyone who works in entertainment, whether you work in the mailroom or you're the CEO, please go to therapy because this business is a lot. Ooh, this business, you can walk into this business with the purest intentions and this business will take you on a spin. And it's up to you to decide if you're still going to have a pure heart or if you're going to allow the industry to make you jaded and evil. And that takes a lot of work. So I feel like everybody in entertainment should be in therapy for this. It's a lot of strategizing of reducing her screen time along with therapy and just building a life outside of social. So it's the business outside of social. It's, if it's Airbnbs in the Dominican Republic, then focus on the design of the Airbnb, not the actual internet process of the Airbnb. The yeah. reduction of screen time, especially for her as a social media star and rapper, yeah. is very important for her mental health. And then as far as the blogs are concerned, I have to say this. As, as a journalist, as someone who literally had to beg their parents to pay 20 something thousand dollars a year to pay a college tuition to follow my journalistic dreams. 
there's a difference between a publication and a blog. And there are very few times where those things are the same. Mm -hmm. So a blog can show implication and bias. And as we saw with that whole thing that happened with the shade room and Hollywood unlock and how that all went down, they are allowed to do that. I, as a social manager, could not hop on Vibes Twitter last night and said, Queen anybody. I would be jobless today. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I would be jobless today because there are certain rules that we learn, even to the journalists who don't have the formal training of a college education who just happen to pick up the hobby. We still go through a specific legal training and specific training period to make sure that we are working with integrity and non-bias. And with blogging, blogging has the extension to be as biased as they want to because they have no one to answer to. There's no real corporation. There's no, it's, it's like the wild, wild west. And I feel like that's the, I know that was a lot, but I feel like that is the right plan for Cardi to do. I know she loves to interact with her fans, but it's all about a reduction of screen time if she wants to continue to be successful while still keeping that authenticity with her fan. It's tricky because you made some very valid points. At the end of the day, when it comes to social media, it's what made her. Like a lot of people try to say, oh, it was love and hip hop. I said, no, she was popping on that social media, on that gram, way before she did reality TV. So you know how the old saying goes, what makes you will ultimately break you if you allow it. And I'm just looking at Cardi B and I'm like, don't allow the ground to bring you down. I know that's where you got your stardom. I know that's where we first saw you for the most part, recognized you, your personality at the end of the day is what got you here. And we love you for it. And IG and social media um, afforded you that opportunity for us to see you on a large scale. But now you on a larger scale, sis. Now, now we got to step it up just as much as your career stepped up, just as much as you getting big, so does your, like you said, time on that damn social media. Reduction of time is what I'm gonna walk away with when it comes to this uh, particular segment that we're talking about with Cardi because I would hate for this to break her because mental health is very important. Like you said, please go to therapy and I'm, I'm hoping that she is doing that, but it's something about this phone child that's just so magnetic and stuck to your phone. People are obsessed with it. Even me, sometimes the first thing I wake up and do is go to the gram. I ain't got no business doing that. <laughs> I should be Yo, checking. You know, yeah. I should be checking my emails. I should be checking my stocks to see if I'm doing good. Is it doing bad? I don't know. Um, should I pick up the Bible? No, I don't. What do I do? I pick up my phone and I go to social media. So it's just one of those things where we just have to train ourselves, train our minds to do different, act different, move different so we can be better um, in order to move forward and be healthier. So Cardi not let what make you break you take control of your destiny and i feel like she's going to be all right a lot of people are saying she's a crybaby and it's probably a little bit of that too she's a libra like me and we can shed a tear and dear <laughs> we be at some point though you are allowed to like everyone is allowed their cry very crybaby moment like everyone is allowed to have it at one point or another but then yeah. again the great part about social media is that especially with twitter and instagram you have all these ways to filter words and comments and mute people and things like that and she should take advantage of those features for sure like twitter has no problem hopping on a call with the with her and showing her how to use her mute <laughs> Yes. And how to how to mute words, certain words and features and things like that. They they have. I used to work at Twitter. They have no problem with hopping on a call with her and showing her how to do that. Um, Another point too that not to cut you off. I just don't want to lose this point. It's also being careful who who you have as far as your circle. 
Change mm-hmm. your circle because, like you said, you know, when you mentioned some of the blogs, she's close with some of these people with the blogs. So even if it's not a phone situation, which is put your phone down, reduction of time, it could be a lot. It, a lot has to do with you just um, being protective of your energy, you know, and who you have around you. And not saying to cut people off, but not to allow certain conversations to be had. You know, when you around your friends, keep it friendly. Keep it. If you don't want to talk about, well, you know, this person said this about you. Well, I saw this person performing. It sounded like she was talking about you. I just feel like um, reduction of messiness can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it, it, don't just blame it all on social media. We have to take some responsibility, accountability. So of, of ourselves and say, you know what? The people that I have around me, the things that I allow to see, whether it be on TV, listen to on the radio, seeing on my TV, I, I have to control my environment so I can be good. So I think if she does a better um, uh, way of doing that, she'll be okay. I'm, I'm praying for her on that, for sure. Now, let's talk new music and when it comes to uh, women in hip hop. A couple of songs came out. Shout out to the City Girls feature Usher. Good love. Love it. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about, again, Cardi B, Hot Shit with Lil Durk and Kanye. Um, we're also going to talk about our girl Glorilla, who just signed with Yo Gotti. I'll let you take it away. First of all, do you like the record City Girls feature Usher, Good Love? And do you like the record Cardi B, Hot Shit featuring Lil Durk and Kanye? So I first heard about the City Girls record um, when they did an interview with Hot 97 during Summer Jam. They mentioned, they teased the record. They said, we have a record with Usher coming out in a couple weeks. I was very excited and intrigued to see which way it would go. Um, When I heard the Freak It sample, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Like Latham, Freak It, that whole bounce music, Atlanta era, that is one of my favorite eras of music, period. So when I heard it, I loved it. I love the bubbly funness of it. I love that the city girls know how to have fun and that they don't take themselves seriously. And I think JT said it best. Like if I wanted to rap seriously and rap like Lauren Hill and stuff, I could do that, but that's not what I want to do. I want to have fun. And I love that for them because we need that balance. Mm-hmm. So I love that they can just have fun and not take themselves seriously. It's great. I, I like the song. Like, that's definitely a cute little turn up brunch situation song and everything. Yeah. Um, hot shit. I love Cardi and Dirk on hot shit. That mm-hmm. electric slide bar gagged me. Yeah. When I heard the preview, I I really was stunned. Like, I was too stunned to speak. Now, as far as Kanye on the track, it no. takes a minute to find his footing. It, like, the first half, of, like, it seems like it's him against the beat. And the beat is like, is like Buster Douglas and he's Mike Tyson. It's like roughing him up. But he finds his footing in the middle. And it, it works out, like he balances it out, but it's giving how do you do fellow kids a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. And I love Ye, I love Ye. Ye is one of my favorite rappers. Glorilla, I'm so happy for her. She went from like TikTok sensation to like Queen of Memphis overnight. Memphis is one of my favorite rap cities. I love Memphis, like from Gotti, to 8-Ball MJG. I just love everything about Memphis hip-hop culture. It is... Gangsta Boo. Shout <laughs> out to Gangsta Boo. <laughs> I love Gangsta Boo. Like, Gangsta Boo, my mama, oh my gosh, she took my Gangsta Boo CD. I was like, no, I'll take the Jay-Z, take anything else that I'm not supposed to have, but just give that back. So to see Glorilla be so aggressive, but also carefree at the same time, and she's killing every feature she's touching right now. Mm-hmm. I love that for her. And I love that she's so petite and she is just like her and her homegirls are running around having a good time. And I hope that they keep that carefree energy and her homegirls rap and they can rap. And I hope that they all just have like a dynasty rock la familia moment <laughs> because they they really like they all got flow so i i really hope that glorilla just 
puts her arm out and it's the unlimited chain of her and her homegirls just lifting each other up and just becoming a, con- a rap conglomerate out of Memphis. Yes, I love that. Okay, okay, listen, I agree. Memphis is definitely one of my favorite cities as well when it comes to hip hop uh, and just music, period. It's such a musically inclined place. Like, so we could go on and on about Memphis, but you're right, some of the talents that come out of there is just like, you can't deny them, period. Especially their uh, contribution to the culture of hip hop is like undeniable. So it's well, well said. When it comes to the city girls, for me, Feature Usher and Good Love. It's funny how you talked about you didn't like Kanye's verse because it sounded like he was battling with the beat. <laughs> it's funny because I felt like his verse was my favorite. I really did. Yes, I really did enjoy Kanye's verse on that. It's something about that. Cardi, where your sister at? I need Henny now. I don't know. It's just, oh my God. I was like, hey, it's simple, but it was just so brilliant. And I love it. And I love the fact that Henny's here. Cardi. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Cardi is so close. So it was just like paying homage to little sis. I know Cardi loved that. I know Hennessy adored it. Um, and when we talk about who battles with the beat, it's young Miami for me. I just every time. Every time. I feel like it is almost kind of like part of her, I don't know, gimmick. I don't know. It's part of her thing. But listen, that girl right there, I'll be wondering how it is in the studio with her. It's like are you listening to what we hear out here? Are you guys? It's definitely like the silk the shocker of current hip hop. Absolutely. I've been saying this for a few years now, but I just, it's like, it's kind of like that kid in the church choir that can't really sing, but you can't kick out a kid out of the church choir. It's just like, take his time, baby. Just take his time. <laughs> Funny analogy. I don't want to kick her off. Like I said, I think it just part. We're used to it at this point. And JT, I feel like she comes through every time. JT, she does what is supposed to be done. Like she does it every time for me. Young Miami, it's to the point. I remember when she came out with her single record, that Buenas Noches. You know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget how Megan the Stallion her reaction to that. And it was like, it was like, is she laughing with her or at her? It's a little bit of both. It was for a little me, bit of both. For me, it's always a little bit of both. It's like, you know what, young Miami, this is what we expect. This is what you do. Sometimes I be wanting her to switch it up and, and do a little different. And I want to say there was a song or two where I was like, all right, she riding the beat a little better this time. But if anybody is struggling or battling with the beat and going toe-to-toe, it's our girl, Young Miami. <laughs> oh, every time. Her and the beat, she is Tyson. The beat is Holyfield every time. Like, the beat just headbutting her, headbutting her, headbutting her. But I feel like, I feel like her carefree attitude towards it is what makes it fun, is it's just like she doesn't care. Why she doesn't should I care? <laughs> yeah, she does. I'm sorry, you're so right. She doesn't take herself too seriously, and that's why I love them as a group, as a duo, as as just this young budding talent in hip hop with women representing a, a certain type of hip hop for women. And like I said, I feel like it's room for them as well. And of course, Usher is like the reigning king of R&B. Um, he could do no wrong. Um, he has been consistently great throughout his whole career. He's been winning at a high level. So to have him featured on this record and to be just as carefree, you know, as the girls are, um, I feel like his 
him and these skates is synonymous with each other. I, I love this new um, Usher and these skates and everything that he's doing with it is, is so much fun. And like you said earlier, the girls are fun just watching them play dress up and be very um, playful with their uh, career and their music. It's so much fun to watch. Um, Cardi B, hot shit. Like I said, I feel like Kanye is, is it's my favorite verse on the song. Um, I do love Little Dirk on there, Little Dirk. Um, shout out to, who said it? Gilly the Kid. A lot of people probably didn't agree because we love us some Jay-Z. Uh, but he called him the Jay-Z of this era. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of fucking with that. Because every time Little Dirk is on a record, he just kills it. Every time I hear him, hear a verse, hear a song, I'm like, he just sounds so mature for his age, like Jay-Z did, kind of reminiscent of that for me. When Jay first came out, he always had a grown man type of aesthetic to him, type of vibe. You know, we look back at footage with him and the and the rock and everybody acting crazy day, I and mean, he just sitting there like, fucking around with these little niggas. Like, he's always been on his button up grown man shit. And I look at Lil Durk as that. Um, and Cardi B, I thought she rode the beat well as well. I thought her verse was amazing. Cardi B has been, I feel, just breaking down everybody's preconceived notion of her. You know, just her background, being on social media, being a stripper, doing reality TV. Um, a lot of people didn't take her seriously. I'm not gonna front. I was one in, I was one of them. And she basically proved me wrong. And that's what it's all about. Prove me wrong, sis. Prove us all wrong. And prove yourself right. Fuck us. Prove yourself right. Once you believe in yourself, you keep it going. And I just feel like she's been consistently great. I won't say I thought she was ever whack. I just didn't think the longevity was there for her. And a lot of people still kind of count her out and still want her to prove herself. But I feel like she's already done that. I do see her being here for the long haul. So um, I'm still rooting for Cardi and I do love that record. Do love that record. And yeah, we talked about FNF. We talked about Glorilla. Um, I'm, I can't wait to see more music from her. Um, she comes from a great background, like you said, coming from Memphis. And um, shout out to Yo Gotti for signing her. I feel like he's hooking the ladies and hip hop up. This is like his second female artist, I believe. So, you know, keep it up, Yo Gotti. And um, I'm definitely going to be twerking at the red light. I mean, I've been doing that since back in the day. My best friend called me. She's been my best friend since I was seven. And she talked about just our high school days, how we would literally do that in Detroit. And No Shade still does it sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, we've been doing this. I was like, I know. That's why I love the record. We were so ratchet. So... I'm Again. from Buffalo, and we literally used to do that all the time. Hop out at the light, jump up on stop signs, just a mess, a <laughs> ratchet mess. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it any other way. I know that's right. Okay, now our next segment, we're going to talk about this Rolling Stone list of 200 best rap albums. Um, it was a lot of, it was a few females that made the list. 200 is a long list, so we're just going to talk about, let's just say, like the top 50 and some of the ladies that made it on the list. Uh, coming in, I believe, at 51 was Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly that came out in 1997. Um, that came in at 31 was Nicki Minaj Pink Friday that came out in 2010. Coming in at 19 was Lil' Kim Hardcore, one of my faves, my favorite female rapper, and like my second favorite um, rap album from a woman is Notorious K.I.M. for me. I love hardcore. But I, I always go with Notorious K.I.M. I'm like so underrated, right? We see each other. We see each other. Come on, Candy. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was, I feel like Pink Friday is what Notorious K.I.M. was at that time. She was just ahead of the time and people probably didn't understand it. And so, Again, 19, Little Kim Hardcore. 16, Cardi B. Now, this is where a lot of feathers was ruffled. Uh, <laughs> Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, came out of 2018. And at number 10 was the Lauryn Hill um, that came out. The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill came out in 98. They made that for number 10. And number seven was Missy Elliott again, So Addictive, that came out in 2001. A lot of people, and again, Cardi got pissed off about it, 
was that the backlash of her album being mentioned and being up there as far as being number 16. First of all, how did you feel about the list? I feel like Rolling Stone always gets it wrong. No shade. <laughs> I feel like even outside of women in hip hop, I don't know what they got against Tupac. Cause I remember, I think they did a list or was it, I don't know, somebody did a list. And it was like, Tupac wasn't even like on the best rapper list. I'm like, bro, Tupac is everything. But again, that's my personal opinion. How did you feel about the list and the ranking of it? So um, the day that the list came out, I received five text messages that said, do not read that list. It's for the best. And I said, okay. But I had to look just at a couple. I just wanted to see, I needed to see why Cardi was trending. So I just had to see where it was placed. And I was like, oh, 16. And then I saw what was behind it. And I was like, oh, it ranked above reasonable doubt. Now I see why everyone is upset. Mm -hmm. So some of the albums that were below it, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. However, Invasion of Privacy is a flawless debut album. Okay. Talk about I had, it. I had to go back and listen to it recently mm -hmm. um because i remember when it first dropped i listened to it a lot and i i loved it i i was surprised how much i loved it it even made me love a chance the rapper song which i haven't loved a chance the rapper song since probably 2016 17 um so yeah if i didn't turn off chance the rapper you know you got a hit on your hands so I do believe that Invasion of Privacy is a flawless debut album. I don't know about placing it at 16, especially placing it above like a flawless DMX album. In my Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba opinion a flawless jay-z album in my opinion and a couple others one of the things about that list specifically in the top 50 that made me upset is that i don't like this foxy brown erasure oh my god i so fucks with you can we talk about this how they try to erase my girl the history the contribution to the culture who she is like are we dead ass like, i don't care what you have to say about foxy or whatever <sighs> there needs to be respect putting on china doll yeah. and broken silence period uh, period <laughs> and il nana honestly but if you're going to choose one album china doll deserves to be in that top 50 list Talk about that was a groundbreaking album. That was a revolutionary album. I remember all the girls wanting to be Foxy Brown after that album dropped. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so funny you mentioned that because I was going down the list and I was like, okay, this is cool. I understand the outrage, yada, yada, yada. Where's Foxy? Because we're not talking about her enough and why the industry is an outrage about how she's constantly being ostracized it seemed like she's not even being mentioned it's like almost y'all try to act like my girl didn't exist and i'm not gonna play that i'm not gonna sit there and let that happen because again like you said china doll yes broken silence personally my favorite but really china doll though really like that freaking album was it if y'all better go back and listen to four five six and just listen to that verse how she killed freaking beanie and bleak on that record like it's one of her hardest Verses, but she got so many of them. She got a body of work that is just so undeniable. She's influenced so many people. She's influenced your favorite. She's your favorite favorite. Okay, um, Nicki Minaj will tell you that. So it's it's almost heartbreaking to see how they're doing her. I don't know why. I feel like that's a bigger conversation that the industry is not ready to have. Why is this happening? And I want to see more women in hip hop stand up for her. I know she has some differences with some of the other girls, but I don't even see little Kim sitting by and saying like 
she shouldn't be mentioned. Like I don't I can see if someone was to ask Kim about Foxy, her even saying, Oh yeah, she should I mean, we were at we were out at the same time. You know, we had moments where we did get along. There were moments obviously up until till now that we they don't get along to this day, but to erase everything that she has done is like I don't even think Kim will agree with something yeah. like that. And I've heard rumors where people are like, well, she just did a lot of people dirty back in the day. I, I don't know the validity of all of that, but we're just talking about the music. Why is she being cut out of these conversations? Why? So for me, like, I understand how industry politics work. Trust me, I do. But to completely the number one and number two, of that late 90s, early aughts, women in hip hop sound was Foxy and Kim. To straight act like that didn't happen, like she wasn't a 17 year old on a track with Fat Joe and LL eating it up. She wasn't standing next to Hove bar for bar. It's it's maddening. It's maddening. And I remember her being on Combat Jack. Um, rest in peace to Combat. But I remember her being on Combat Jack almost 10 years ago and just talking about her journey. And I think Foxy is one of those people that is completely misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And with that woman, again, like we talked about earlier, you're not allowed grace. Mm. Not allowed grace, and a lot of times you're not allowed growth and forgiveness. Mm. And that seems to be what the situation is with Foxy. She's not allowed growth and forgiveness. We're talking about a 20 year, le- a 25 year legacy of a woman who was revolutionary in hip hop. She has I- influenced so many girls from Nikki to Malibu Mitch. Mm-hmm. Why are we acting like she doesn't? Again, totally understand the beefs and everything, but this woman played a huge part in hip hop, and it's not fair to just completely act like it was a Mandela that we made it up. Mm. It's not. It's not right. So true. So true. And well said again. And listen. I will debate anybody in the conversation when it comes to Foxy and her influence. Like you said, even with Malibu mentioned that all the girls, Dreezy, everybody, y'all know what it is. Everybody know what it is. But it's important for voices like ours, I think, just to keep having conversations like this, need to have platforms like this, more of it, just to continue the conversation to remind the people of people like Foxy Brown and all the women in the industry and their contributions. So. Foxy, I'm going to be with a little bit on the tangent, but girl, you deserve it, okay? Exactly. <laughs> you deserve that, and she definitely, and listen, I didn't see the whole list, but you let you let me know, was she not, none of her albums was mentioned at all? Really quickly scanned through it, so I could have missed it, mm-hmm. but I know it wasn't in the top 50, for sure. That part, and that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> and that's the problem. We're going to talk hip-hop, especially, I mean, it's not just, you know, Cardi, even with Nicki. I feel like even with Missy, um, she should definitely be up there with them, above them, like, in, in top of the list. So, you know, because her and Kim was, was neck to neck in my eye. Yes, Kim was my favorite, but who coming in at number two? It was Foxy, you know? And that was a constant debate with those two women when it comes to the fans of the culture. It was like, who's your favorite? Well, it's Foxy for me, it's killed. But at the end of the day, the women were killing it at that time at the highest of their game. And yeah, standing next to some of the greats, come on, Jay-Z, Nas, I mean, The Firm. I mean, The Firm. Who who do you know is co-signed by both Nas and Jay-Z? <laughs> like. It's just unbelievable how they try to do my girls. So, Foxy, if no one told you, we love you. Listen, <laughs> legend, icon, always will be the moment. Yes, yes. Let's talk rap shit. 
on HBO Max coming out soon. Shout out to Issa Rae. Y'all already know Issa Rae is the creator of um, Insecure. She has been killing it when it comes to that pin game. She's been giving us some great content, honey. And now she's at it again. And this show is focusing on two female rappers from Florida that's just trying to make it and, and see their pipe dreams come true. <laughs> And a lot of people are watching the trailer saying it's kind of reminding me of the City Girls. But we will see. All I know is any platform or any time there's a magnifying glass on female rappers and women in hip hop or just the, the culture and us being at the forefront of it, I'm excited. I'm super duper, super duper excited. Um, for you, Tatiana, did you see the trailer? And if so, what are your thoughts? Um. I did see the trailer. I'm super excited because the show stars one of my favorite uh, female rappers, Chameleon. I love her. She is adorable and her flow is amazing. So to watch her grow into this role, I know that she's been taking this process very seriously for the last year and a half or two years, however long. So I'm excited to see her go into this new chapter of acting. Um, I love how it looks very fun and bubbly, which is what we expect from Issa Rae, but it also is touching on important industry issues that we're discussing as, as far as women in hip hop. And the City Girls are executive producers, so I'm sure there's a little bit of their stories you know, sprinkled on top of that. Yeah, they are um, executive producers of the show. So I'm sure there are little tidbits of their story um, sprinkled in there. And I'm I'm really excited. This is just something, you know, we've never seen, not not that I recall, we've seen before. So I'm happy to see a hip-hop-focused show on women, and it doesn't have to do with, like, women being like video girls or being the supportive girlfriend of a rapper. It's the women being the rapper, the women being the boss and watching the evolution of a woman being a rapper and how that works for women who want to be rappers. I'm just excited about that aspect. It's something that's out the box, new and different. So I'll be tuned in. be so tuned in i love that you said everything perfectly us being in the forefront being the leading ladies not being the video chick not being the sidekick like you said being the girlfriend the wife the support system the pr like whatever like no this is our story for us by us come on fubu i love this super stoked i really can't wait to watch it so we are in agreement of that so to close up the show i want us to give the world um some of our top women in hip-hop records that we're listening to and some of our top female rappers out here that we got our eye on that we expect great things who are some of the girls you are listening to right now what are the what's the name of the record and who do you expect great things from um so I am and have been for several months obsessed with Pap Chanel's um, Apple Jacks. I, I cannot get enough of that beat. It is infectious. <laughs> it's high energy. She, oh my, I can't say enough about Pap Chanel. She is literally one of my favorite rappers right now. Okay. She is just, she's pretty, but that mouth is lethal when Mm -hmm. she's rapping. She is a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Um, I'm also listening to Big Talker by Brooklyn Queen. Okay. Trying to, you know, support the local girls. I love being on the scene and just figuring out like who's rapping around in in New York City and Mm. like the New York specifically the Brooklyn drill movement has been really good to watch, mm-hmm. but watching the women in it. Oh, oh, these girls are a problem mm-hmm. on, in Brooklyn drill. They, they are crazy. And I think the better or the more they get to like talk their shit publicly, 
the mm-hmm. better it is. Like the the way I've been watching women um, dominate the Brooklyn drill scene over the last year has been. I can't describe it. It's just been so sweet to watch. It's like having that last piece of cake. That last bite is always the best bite. It's always the best bite. (laughs) You got me taking notes. So you put me up onto some girls. So that's good. Listen, definitely I'm going to do my research. Brooklyn Queen's her name. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is, I mean, I have the platform. So I would love to like look them up, love their music, bring them on and share their story and let the world know know more and more about them because yeah drill music is definitely popping right now especially in Brooklyn um so yeah for sure who who else you got for me and then the last song I'm listening to is Baby Tate Slut Em Out I love that song I think it's so fun I love just her whole aesthetic just like yeah. out of box the 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 ability to be able to switch from singing or go from slut them out to like what's love. I love that. And just her overall just talent is, I love it. And I love that she doesn't want to be a kid of nepotism. Um, Talk about it. She doesn't, if she could have hidden who her mother was forever, she would have. And I love that. I just found out. Really? Yeah, I mean, not like just, but pretty much. I didn't know when she first came out who her mother was. I mean, yeah. If she could have hidden that forever, I think she would have. She doesn't want to be a nepotism baby. And I love that because it seems like she works so hard. Every time I'm like checking in on her to see when she's dropping something, she's going to do a show. She's going to go perform at something in the water festival. She's here. She's there. She she works hard and I'm excited to see her evolution over the next couple of years because I think she's like the next one to like have a, a good superstar moment. Love that. Penny with a hole in it. Who sings it again? Because that's her mother, right? What's yeah, Dion Ferris. Dion Ferris. Penny with a hole in it. Don't let me get to sing a child because I can't. <laughs> but that was my jam. And then she win a Grammy for that? Um, she technically won a Grammy because she, her her mother was a part of Arrested Development. So when they won for Tennessee, she technically won for that, but it was a bunch of controversy because around that time she left the group and they tried to give her Grammy to the new girl who replaced her. It was a lot of drama. Ooh. Yeah. History and and tea and drama. I got to go back and look into that drama. That's going to be fun research. Okay, you're giving me some research, Tatiana. Come on, journalist. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so that's your time. Um, I'm listening to First Off Bitch, Mind Your Business. <laughs> love it. Lakia, I just love that record. I love how she rides the beat. I love how she owns the beat. I love how she Killed it in her music video. Shout out to Lotto being featured on the record as well. I feel like Lotto, I always say this when it comes to Lotto. I feel like she's like my number one pick. I expect great things from her, from her and she has yet to disappoint. She reminds me of the girls from the 90s just going on stage and having that stage presence, actually rapping and not lip syncing and doing the dance move and not running out of breath. Just I'm in awe when it comes to Lotto. So I feel like Lakia is keeping up with her on this song, and I'm happy because it's her record. Um, so I, and I, I just love that song. It's so much fun. Another one is Flo Millie Conceited. <laughs> I am in love with this little cute chocolate drop. She just does it for me. Um, everything. Everything. Her style of flow, her cadence. Just all, everything about Flo Millie is just so... Like, wow, that's as to see her, and I'm just like, wow, this is different. It feels different and it feels fun, yes, aesthetically, because that's what she's giving off. But when she, the way she spits, it's like that girl can go, and it's it's a different sound because it's so girly, but what she's saying is so hard, and how she's saying it. And this particular song, I feel like it's her hardest when it comes to how she spits. Cause she's usually just like, eh, 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 and she like she's at this very 
high-pitched tone, but on this record, she goes back and forth. She goes up and down with it, and then she gets deep with it. Like, don't it's like a little growl almost. Right. I love okay. it. Thank you. Okay, that's a great way of putting it. I was like looking for the word to describe it. It was like, yeah, she could get real gully if she wants to. And I and this song in particular, I feel like we have yet to see what she can do. We have yet to see what she can accomplish, and we have yet to see what she can actually sound like and how she can switch it up. How she can switch it up. Now, my next record, this may be a bit old because I know it had its viral moment, but I'm still obsessed with Big Boss Vet. I'm still obsessed with Snatched. Yes, yes. Feel my record. <laughs> it sets the tone for me when I get in the car. I put that on first. It's just something about it. She really rides the beat on that as well. Um, and I interviewed her on this show recently, and she talked about how that record uh, came into fruition and how at first her team wasn't backing it as far as it being a single, and she just had to like kind of sneak it and put it out. She banked on herself, and look. Kylie Jenner's reposting her stuff, doing her own little TikTok video for it amongst all these other people. And I just love a great success story. I love when I see somebody banking on themselves and winning and I expect great things from her. So yeah, that's, I would say it was my top three. Yes, Yay. always bet on yourself. Always bet on yourself. If you take anything from this episode, do what? Bet, bet on yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, listen, Tatiana, this was so much fun. I think I'm going to call you Tati. <laughs> yes, feel free. Hey, that's going to be my new nickname for you, Tati. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for um, joining me here on this episode, Women in Hip Hop, discussing the latest and greatest within the culture as far as the female presence is concerned. Um, again, you are an amazing journalist yourself, working over there with the home team. Shout out to everybody at Vibe. Shout out to Date. Shout out to um, Christine as well. Y'all doing an amazing work over there. <laughs> Shout out to the tribe. Shout out to the tribe. Like I said, Daytwine was one of the people that believed in me, that gave me an opportunity to be on a platform, work with him to showcase my talents. So forever grateful, forever grateful for, for the team. Um, let the people know what you got coming up or if they want to know anything more about you, where they can find you, let it rip. <laughs> All right. Um, season two of my Real Housewives based podcast that I host with my mom called A Scheme That Todd Set Up is coming back in two weeks because she has bronchitis right now. So she got to get over that. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. You can follow me on all social media at Tatiana Janine. Um, yeah, it gets real goofy and ratchet on Twitter. So that's where all the jokes fly. Um, and yeah, that's it. Oh, and, all, and always, always, always go to vibe.com for your hip hop and R&B news. Hey. I'll be remiss if I didn't say that. Period. <laughs> I love it. First of all, a scheme that Todd set up. Come on. I'm definitely checked out. I love that title. Shout out to the auntie. Was it, was it the auntie that said that? It was. It was Aunt Bertha that said it. Aunt Bertha. <laughs> Jesus. Girl, you really got me <laughs> cracking up. And my mother and I love saying that about everything. So... Someone on Twitter said, you and your mom should host, because I always post, like, screenshots of text messages that my mom would send me about the Real Housewives. Um, and someone was like, you and your mom should start a Real Housewives podcast. And so I sent, it to, sent the tweet to her, and she was like, okay, when we recording? And I was like... With it, she wants the smoke. <laughs> and now she's active on Twitter, and... She's just having the time of her life. I love that. And as soon as she's over bronchitis, we going to start film a recording season two. Well, mommy, Tati, get better, get well soon. <laughs> I love a mother-daughter duo. Cherish the moments, please. Uh, again, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I and you will be back to uh, guest co-host with me again soon. Yes? Are you down? Yes. Just hit my line. 
<laughs> I love that. All right, Tatiana, Janine, we will talk soon. Miss Tati enjoyed you so much. And this Thank is it for Woman in Hip Hop Podcast, this episode. And I'll see you guys again later. Bye. Bye. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.